Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Are, Are we you? doing good? Oh, you know what? What? I think we're doing good. Yeah! Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And Christmas is almost here. Oh my God, it's like two weeks away, man. <sighs> yeah, I booked my tickets. Oh, good for you. Thank God. <laughs> Gotta book those tickets. God, Gotta get the shit done. Only way I'm getting home. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Can't fly there yeah. with your wings. <laughs> I tried and it didn't work. Uh, well, I am I am in the midst of trying to buy Christmas presents. I think I've t- I probably talked about this last year a bit, but uh, my family is insane. Of course, a lot of people that listen, you know, are familiar with my brother Henry. Of course, but uh, our family only shows their love for each other in food. And in giving each other presents on Christmas, Italians. Oh man, it's you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely a different kind of family. Yeah. Um. So for Christmas this year, I'm desperately trying. I I've been trying to like tone it down a bit. Like we open presents for six hours. Like we wow. we have presents that fill the entire. Like it's dumb. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like I say this, like it sounds like, and I feel like when I talk about it, it sounds like I am. A brat. Yeah. But they don't have the money for it. And neither do any of we. So it's like one of those things where it's like, it's not, it's just like such an insane like compulsion to buy each, like to spend thousands of dollars on gifts, which is dumb. We're all adults. And, and now at this point, you have to do it. Yes. Because everyone else is going to do it. No one's backing down. That's the thing. And then every year, we're like, we're not doing it next year. We're not <laughs> doing it. And then, like, I'm in the middle of it right now, where it's just like, how much are we spending? I can't fucking, it's insane. And the thing is that I pride myself in my gift giving. Yes, you're of, great at it. Thank you very much. I feel that, like, definitely being a part of this family has given me given me the gift of knowing how to give someone the best gift. Mm. Which I think is great. However, all of these things are always very expensive, and I fucking dig myself into this hole that I have to drag myself out of for the first two months of the fucking following <laughs> year. But it's so stressful. I, I, it's, I, I wish it's like I talk to other people, and they're like, "Oh, I get you know my mom one thing," and I'm like, "God, I fucking yeah. wish one thing, one thing." And you said you go to the Christmas store, right, to get or something? I go to the uh, Union Square has a great, uh, like, shopping fair every yeah. year. So just go down there. You know, I usually spend, like, an hour, hour and a half just kind of walking around looking for something that catches my eye that Mom would really like. Uh, and that's it. I get her something, and 
And that's pretty much all. My mother expects presents. <laughs> she wants presents upon presents upon presents. Which is like, she's 65 years old. She yeah. shouldn't feel this way anymore. <laughs> and she expects us to feel the same way. So it's like putting on this show of how much, oh, I needed this. So, like, she. I mean, she already sends me sheets probably once a month. I've got like 15, sheets? 16 pairs of sheets. <laughs> And I know I'm going to get more sheets for Christmas, Marcus. What an odd thing to give. Because you you can never have enough sheets. <laughs> you can never have enough sheets. What does she think you're doing in bed where you have to change sheets so often? I mean, sure, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm not a spurter. Like, I don't... It's fine. It's my bed. Ooh, maybe your mom's a spurter and she assumes you are too. Ooh, like it's genetic. Yeah. Man, I wish. <laughs> it's not genetic, mom. Ugh, that's why I don't I don't go into my parents' bedroom. Do you go into your parents' bedroom? Uh, rarely. Very rarely. I always think it's I I not that it's weird, but I've never really understood people as well that like got into their parents' bed like like mothers and daughters that like hang out. Like I don't go into my parents' room. I did when I was younger. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I used to go in like my parents' bedroom, and like me and mom would watch Seinfeld because my dad hated it so much. Fair enough. That's that's yeah, understandable. Yeah. But as an adult, I don't go into my mother's room. God no. I feel I weird hate, about I it. I hate going in there. Yeah, it's just like it smells like their sleep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I don't. I don't want to know what my parents smell like when they're asleep. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not like it's not a sex dungeon anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, with my parents, it kind of. Actually, my parents have gotten a lot more active as they've gotten older. But, you know, that's <laughs> another reason of why I don't. You know, they have a second bathroom in there and none of us ever use it. Yeah. You I know? use my parents' bathroom. If I have to. Yeah, if I have to, I will. <laughs> but they've got a really nice heater in their bed in their bathroom. Ooh. So yeah, you can always turn on the heater in there and it like blows right down on you when you got your pants around your ankles and it's kinda chilly in the house. <laughs> when you got your pants around your ankles. You sound like my mother. <laughs> Jack, you got your pants around your ankles uh, in there? Can I come ooh, in? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> It's just going to be, it just, and it's weird because now Doug is coming home with me for the first time for Christmas, and he is not used to that, so I have to buy presents from me and from him so that he can give multiple things to everyone in my family, because I don't want to force him to spend the money on that. That's not his lifestyle. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Now I have to spend double money. (laughs) I'm fucking digging myself a grave over here, Marcus. Oh man, no, my family's not like that at all. Like we're we're just sort of like these days. It's just it's just kind of enough to see each other, you know. And it's what that's what it should be. Well, we're also different because we've got little kids running around now. So I don't buy gifts for my brothers. I buy gifts for my nieces the and kids, nephews. Yeah. yeah, it's like I, I buy I buy stuff for them, uh, and that is much easier. At least for my niece and my nephew, like they're they're pretty easy. Like my nephew's like uh, two and a half now. He's you know a really big reader already. So I'm gonna yeah. get him like a couple of books. My niece is a big reader. I'll get her some books or maybe some guitar stuff because she's playing guitar now. Aww. My nephew, on the other hand, he's fucking 15 years old. What do you buy for a 15? He year doesn't old? want anything. Yeah, he don't he don't want anything. You know, he's he's fine. Well, that's the thing. I'll get him something. Like I, I, I usually just get him a, like a Brooklyn Nets T-shirt, and he's fine with that. <laughs> I, I got him one last year. Probably going to get one this year. There Kelly. you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a niece. Um, she is seven, 
but she is being raised by my insane sister and mm. my mother to be the same kind of way. And so she's insanely particular about uh. what she wants. So Henry and I decided to say, fuck it. And we <laughs> bought her a bunch of Goosebumps books. <laughs> We're going to force her to read Goosebumps books because she doesn't fucking read anything. And I want her to start reading more. So I don't care what she wants for Christmas. That is she's a- getting the books we picked out for her. Dude, I'm stealing that. I'm totally getting some Goosebumps. Goosebumps books for my niece. There you go. Ah, Goosebumps books. That's perfect. And it's like, those are good, you know, like, but, and she's probably not going to like them, but yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> I want it. Like, that's what a part of my gift giving of like, you will appreciate this at some point. Mm-hmm. Especially for kids. I'm just like, I'm going to give you what you should have. Yeah. See, I gave my niece uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends last year. Ooh, I that's doubt good. she's opened it once, but maybe one day. One day. She will. One day she and will. And with Goosebumps. May, I mean, maybe we're just trying to project our own tastes onto these children and not really care. Like, it's kind of like, I feel kind of bad because it's like, I don't care what you like. You should like this. And that seems shitty. That's bad, too. That's bad, too, but I'm, thinking I'm still going to do it. Well, the problem is I'm not going to spend 50 goddamn dollars on some, like, Monster High doll that she wants. Yeah. Because she's got a hundred of them and yeah. she's not going to use it. That's true. Ugh, kids. Oh. <laughs> Children. <laughs> My I know. God. It's bad. I shouldn't feel that way, but as an aunt that is far away and like, you know, Henry and I's aunt and uncle are much cooler yeah. than my sister. But of course, that's projecting, and maybe I should just yeah. accept the fact that she likes to, you know, dress up like a princess and act like a princess. Mm, that's what they do. That's fine. She just needs another guy in there. But that's the thing, too, is that now I have to buy multiple presents for the schlep my sister is sleeping with. <laughs> so I got it. Like, he's going to be there. So I got to buy him multiple presents. That's crazy. I don't know what the fucking. She's like, she's like, just uh, she's like, just go down, get him, get him a shirt with a gun on it. <laughs> that's what she said. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to fucking Chinatown, and buy him a shirt with a gun on it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas, Marcus. A Merry fucking Christmas, Jackie. <laughs> All right, let's get to our letters for today. All right. All right. Our first letter is uh, it's just a very short one from a longtime fan, longtime fan, Megan. Uh, she says, Marcus, you talking about how you personified your struggles and created your own personal mantra really hit me hard. It is probably the best advice I've heard in a while. It has inspired me to come up with my own to combat all of my intrusive thoughts that are connected to my struggles. That strategy just kind of clicked with me, and I think it's going to be really helpful during my recovery. Just wanted to thank you very much. With love, the official number one fan of CCR, Megan. P.S. Tell Jackie that she is the bomb and I love her too. Get out of here, Megan. You get out of here. Oh, man. That's awesome. Thank very, you. Yes. Thank you. Very, very, very happy that I could help out with that. The- well, especially, man, that mantra, like, it's just so interesting to put it in that way. Like, I, like if you w- if you didn't think about that. It's not something that would just pop into your head of what to do to deal with a situation. You know what I yeah, mean? It took a long time. And good for you, man. Yeah, Repetition it, is key. Well, no, it's just it, it makes me feel good to know that like all the awful shit that I've been through throughout uh, the years, like brain wise, is going towards helping somebody else. Hell yeah, man. So that's that kind of it's that Megan, it, it, it kind of makes a lot of it worth it. So thank you very much. And to everybody out there that any of the shit that me and Jackie have gone through. Uh, has helped you guys at all. It does help a lot. 
Like, I think you guys, I don't think you guys know how much you help us as well. Yeah, you we know? really do. It's not, yeah, it's not a one-way street here. You guys, yeah, listening and getting back to us and asking all these questions, it really helps us out. And, and giving listening, us updates, too, of what's yeah, going on. Giving us updates and just listening to us talk about all of our shit. It helps us quite a bit. So thank you very much, all listeners. For listening to us. Merry fucking Christmas. Oh, Merry fucking Christmas. And if you have any questions, of course, email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we will get to your questions as soon as possible. And our next question, we kind of fast tracked this one. Yeah. Because we just got this one in not too long ago. So, I mean, we're of course going to get to everyone's questions, but we just got this one in today and we felt like we needed to fast track this one uh, just a little bit. Uh, what could, what should we, uh, what should we give this guy? What what should we give him a name? Because he's British, and he's got a, a very British name, but we can still give him something else. Rupert. Rupert. Wonderful. Thank you. Dear Marcus and Jackie, firstly, I think that your podcast is awesome, even though I am kind of a new listener. I am a British student living in Luxembourg. My family has no history of mental health as far as I know, but I fear I may be the first, so let me tell you the story of what happened. One of the days in college, I had a fight with my best friend, and I ended up breaking his nose. We had a fight because he wasn't doing anything with me anymore, i.e., he was always hanging out with this girl who I fucking hate with a passion, so I tried talking to him about it, saying stuff like, why do you never hang out with me anymore, and stuff like that, and he doesn't even reply properly. Then a few weeks passed, and we seemed to be getting along fine. The school and a lawyer for him shows up and requests a meeting. During the meeting, they decide to suspend me from college for two weeks, and they said I have to stay away from this guy, not to talk to him, and generally try to avoid him as much as possible. Being as he was my only friend, I have nobody else to talk to. This has made me very sad, and everybody in college is saying I am mental because this isn't the first time this has happened, but I'm too scared to talk to my parents about it, and I can't make any new friends because everybody is spreading rumors about me through the whole school that aren't true, so I really don't know what to do. Love, Rupert. P.S. Even if you don't respond, it still feels good to get it off my chest. Now, part of the reason why we fast-tracked this is that in reading this, there are a lot of warning signs in Rupert's email. A lot of red flags here. Um, You really need... I mean, starting from the fact that you said that this guy, he's your your best friend, he's your only friend, and that even in explaining the confrontation you guys had, you didn't explain any further of the fact that you just jumped to... You broke his nose. Yeah. And and coming at someone and saying, why aren't you hanging out with me? Why aren't, like, when you confront someone in that manner, it is, like, especially if you're angry, which you seem to have been, that that is not a way to talk to someone. No, definitely not not a way to talk to a friend. No, it's not, it's not a way to deal with a situation. And I feel like that's where, like, the first step of what is obviously wrong here is that in dealing with a situation with that much anger and that much combative energy and that you ended up breaking his nose, you have a lot to deal with, Rupert. I understand, like, I've gone through a lot of anger management. I've gone through, I mean, I have definitely been in that place before. Um, I've been, I have beaten the shit out of people. I have, but, like, especially when you explained that confrontation, I understand because you you probably don't even remember even breaking his nose. I'm going to throw that out there because that's what I never did. I would just kind of black out with how angry I was. And that 
is a problem. You need to re- realize that everything that you're describing, it's not just even just, you know, it, it is a mental illness. It is, it is something that you need to talk about. Yeah. It is something you need to deal with now. Yeah, right now. And I know, like, you're, you're in Luxembourg, as you say. So you're, you know, you're a long way from home. You know, you're not in uh, the old British Isles, so you don't have the mental health. I mean, I'm not really sure what the mental health resources are in Luxembourg or what kind of resources you have at your college. Uh, And I know in England, you are able to get free mental health. And I know it's very easy to get mental health. But here's something that I'll say. uh, I mean, it's if you if this would have happened in England, it would it would be possible you could have gotten sectioned for this. Like someone may have involuntarily committed you for this because the way, just the way that you're writing this email, the disjointed way that this is written and trust us. Thank you so much for writing in and thank you so much for trusting us with this. But the way how disjointed this email is, is that you've got a problem and if not a problem, but possibly many problems and you need to get help as soon as possible and i don't think you should look at it as a um from the perspective of mental illness per se i mean it's possible that you may not be having because i don't know if you know anger issues i don't know if that would be like a diagnosable mental illness it seems more like a disorder it is and it depends on where it stems from yeah you know mine stems from bipolar issues and that's where it comes it it comes with you know how i view myself i have you know it, it comes from a lot of other faction especially because i never had something debilitating happened to me when I was a child. I, I never had something that like traumatized me. There was no real, the, the reason was that my brain just didn't work the way it was supposed to. Yeah. And I understand too, like with the email and the disjointed thoughts too, is that your thoughts are just coming so fast that you can't control them. It's very possible you could be bipolar. Which, this sounds like, this kind of sounds like a manic depressive. And it sounds like you have a lot of pro- a lot of trouble connecting with people and it sounds like you have a lot of trouble making friends i mean if this guy's you know your your only friend and and if that friendship ends with a broken nose think about all the past relationships that you've had think about all the past friendships that you've had and think about why those ended you know think about what was done and try don't because it seems like you also have a bit of a persecution complex here uh, where it sounds like you're not really taking responsibility for any of this. Well, that's and we've said that in the past that when you find yourself looking back at other situations and it seems like everyone else is the problem. It was always someone else's fault and it's happened to you multiple times before. Chances are it's not other people's fault mm-hmm. and that you need to look inwardly and, and talk to yourself and figure out what's going on. At least the fact that you emailed us that you are aware that there is a problem. Yeah. But it it seems like you're still in a strong denial phase of what is happening. You're you're not coping with your actions. And a way to cope with your actions is to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Go on campus, you know, fuck everybody else. Who gives a fuck about the rumors they're saying about you? That's that's not what's important right and now. It has nothing to do with you. It re- and it's just, and yeah, everyone's going to talk. You're in college. Everyone fucking, they run their mouths. I mean, for fuck's sake, Luxembourg is a small enough country. I can only imagine how small the colleges are. I'm sure. I just think that, like, you need to make the effort to 
to talk to someone in school counseling or, you know, it, I, it seems like it, you probably have pushed people away, like even just like breaking your best friend's nose. You know, it's a weird like self-preservation thing of pushing people that you're close to away. And that's another way of not coping with your actions. Mm-hmm. And it's just all of these things. It's just so many red flags of that. Like, I'm so glad that you sent this email. I'm so glad that you're starting to think about these things. But you have to put it into action now. The, the Like... With me, I caught it very young, mm. and I started to deal with it. I was forced to because I was fairly aggressive, um, and so it didn't get to this point. But like, if I was that way now, I can't imagine what I would be capable of. That's a lot of years of holding in and just like spurting out this rage in different kind of ways that it's not good for you. It's not, you know, it's like... Mm. You don't sleep and you don't and you can't connect with anyone because you're inside your head. It's racing and thinking about how you hate everyone and how you don't trust anyone. And and you got to let that poison out. Yeah. And the way to start with that is to talk about it. And you got to ask yourself, you say that you're scared to tell your parents. Why? Why are you scared to tell your parents? Like, what are you just are you afraid of? seeming like some sort of failure are you afraid of uh them just being angry with you and you and them not understanding what's going on with you are you afraid they will reject you ask yourself why you're afraid and then ask yourself is that fear justified is that it can you really not talk to them like can you really not tell your parents who if you know, if you're afraid to talk to them, then I'm sure you're afraid of disappointing them. Uh, but that's okay. I wish to God I would have talked to my parents earlier me too. about my stuff. And that was the uh, that was the problem with me is that I didn't talk to my parents about it because I was ashamed. You know, I didn't want to be, you know, like I said before, I didn't want to uh, seem weak. So if I would have talked to my parents and talked to somebody about my problems long before I did, then I would have... You know, I think I would be, you know, miles beyond where I am right now as far as my emotional and mental development. Uh, If only I would have caught it sooner. And if only I would have told someone sooner, uh, then it would have saved me a lot of heartache. Uh, So you got to ask yourself, you know, are your parents going to be constructive? And and you know what? You're I mean, I don't know how old you are. That's the thing about this kid uh, is that we, we don't know how old he is. Uh, it says he's a student in Luxembourg, so he may hell, he may be a high school student uh, doing, being in a private college. He may be a college student. We don't really know. If you're a high school student, then you kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say you have no choice but to talk to your parents, but that could be your best option. Or a school counselor. I mean, there are school counselors on both high school and college campuses. Yeah. There, or... A teacher that you like, that you know that you can talk to, it's pertinent that you talk to someone now, yeah. though. And you can't talk to someone your own age. You know, we all know how fucked up teenagers are, and we all know how shitty things get. Also, when... it's a matter of perspective as well. You yeah. know, talking to someone that's older than you, they've been through a lot more, you know, especially mm. like a teacher or a counselor. Like, they've seen it. You know, they know how to 
they want to help you. Yeah. You know, they're not there to damn you. They're not there to spread rumors the way everybody else is. They they want you to talk to them. Because unfortunately, things like anger, especially when, when when mental illnesses get out of control... You're not able to control your actions. Mm-hmm. And that is terrifying. It really is. And you've got to be able you've got to be open to what people say to you. You've got to be able to listen. Because it's possible with the anger issues that you have, it's possible if someone someone is probably gonna tell you something that you don't want to hear. Like that's somebody is gonna say something that's probably gonna set you off and make you angry. You've got to get it under control. Like get everything, like take everything that you have, every bit of energy you have and put it into listening to other people and to talking to other people. But that's what anchor management is for. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a place I could say. You know so much more about this than I do. That I hated going to. I was dragged there. I would scream. I would break things. I didn't want to go. And because they would get it, get me in there and try and figure out what my triggers were, which is very hard. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to, for someone, especially that's dealing with their problems, to have to go in and be forced to get angry and have to deal with it and be and have to talk about it. And I didn't want to. No one wants to. No. But after a while, though, I realized that if I hadn't done that, I don't know where I would be. You wouldn't be sitting here talking to me right now. No, I wouldn't be. I, I, I'd probably be in jail. I mean, with the way that I was going, I can't imagine that I would have been controlled very much longer. And again, I had my parents forcing me to do it because of school forcing me to do it. And it was not of my own choice. But now you are older than I, I mean, I was in middle school, so Mm. I was definitely, I was younger than you are, but you are like, whether you're in high school or in college, you're old enough to make your own decisions to want to change. Yeah. And that is the hardest thing anyone, like, we can't tell you what to do. We're saying like, you got to do this. You know what? Fuck it. No, you're going to do what you're going to do, but don't you want to get better? Yeah. Don't you want to be a better person? Life sucks when you're (laughs) angry all the time. It does. And when you don't have any friends and you can't trust anybody. But letting down those barriers and realizing how to deal with your problems and being open to dealing with your problems and being aware of them, just it just makes your life so much better. Yeah. And you have the opportunity to do it at a young age and to get your shit together uh, long before uh, I was able to. And so you should do it. Like it's, we can't tell you to do it. We can't make you do anything. But, but please, man, it's please. up to you to do this shit as soon as possible. So you're, remember, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. It's your responsibility. All right. Well, email us and let us know how it's going. Please do. I would. Li- I. I really. I would like to hear back from you again. Yeah, me too. I'm very. I'm. I'm invested. All right. Next letter. What are we going to call this guy? He's from Utica. Where is that? (laughs) (laughs) Upstate New York. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh, let's call him um, Yankee Doodle. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thanks for all the podcast. I don't know what I'd do without CCR. 
Honestly, though, you guys make me a lot happier. I'm currently on my third listen through on Roundtable, third of last podcast, up to date on Top Hat and Sex and Other Human Activities. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is that's an investment. That is a <laughs> it's definitely an investment. Anyway, I'm 17 and a senior in high school. I really don't want to graduate. I'm not very popular. I have two close friends and a handful of other friends, but I know that I will lose them all in just a few months when I graduate, and that terrifies me. I'm pretty shy, so making new friends is difficult. What makes it worse is that I want to go to school to become a nurse, but I also really want to get out of this place, and there's a really good nursing school down the road. And my parents already said that if I want to go anywhere else for college, they're taking my college savings and paying off the car. I skateboard and snowboard, but don't have many more interests on the social level. My family is pretty tough on me. They only have something to say if I fuck something up or they need help on the computer. When I ask my mom a question, she literally just tells me to get a job. My dad doesn't pay attention to me when I'm talking to him. He just stares. He thinks I'm a fuck up. He said that at the rate I'm going, I'm going to end up working fast food all my life. And then he already knows I'll never get married or have kids because I'm just like my uncle who is single. My mom resents me for being too much like her father. She says we always have to be right. My grandfather and I are into politics, history, and computers. We both tend to be opinionated, but I can't help it. She ran out of my grandparents' house screaming that the only person he cares for is me, but he doesn't even like me all that much. He hates that I skateboard and that I have long hair and wear shirts with, quote, evil pictures on them. Misfit shirts. Anyway, I don't know if I'm depressed or not. I like being sad. It's odd. I cry in the shower and at night in bed, but I force myself to do it, and I keep doing it. I listen to sad songs to get myself to cry more, read depressing quotes, and tell myself that no one cares. Anyway, thanks for listening. Megustalations, Yankee Doodle. All right, kid. I got to tell you, you remind me a lot of myself in high school. I was a lot like this. The fucking depressed, surly teenagers. Like, I don't care. Nobody cares about me, so I don't care about anybody. I hung out in the graveyard a lot. I listened to a lot of very, very sad, very depressing music. Uh, And I got over it. I told myself, finally, there's no use in all this shit. Granted... I was in a much better situation than you're in right now. I was going to college. Uh, as soon as I graduated from high school and three days later I was in college because I couldn't stand to be in the town that I grew up in, in anymore. It was just Zoom, immediate. So I was able to get out of the town that was depressing me so much. You may not have that option, but I think you're looking at things the wrong way. You're looking at... I Like, you are talking like you have no options. I see a million options that you have here. Uh, if you don't, if you still want to go to nursing school and you want to go somewhere else and uh, your parents won't give you the college savings, uh, fucking pay for it yourself. Man, go somewhere else. Go somewhere I else. I 100% believe that you should go anywhere else besides who cares everyone is in college loan debt yeah it sucks yeah it sucks but that's you can't let them control you with that money it's Mm -mm. just fucking money we're never gonna have money that's it this especially in this generation we're never gonna have money we're never gonna have savings 
get those loans, man. Especially if you have no help from your parents, you will get loans. You absolutely get loans. And and also, you're going into nursing school. You're always going to have work. Yes. Like you're always going to have work. You're going to be able to pay off your loans. That is true. Like, yeah, much better than we <laughs> like, are. Unquote, yeah, much better than we are. Yeah, you're going to be able to pay off your loans. I mean, it said if you go anywhere else for college, they're taking your college savings and paying off your car. Good. That means you have a fucking car. Well, they're paying off their car, though, right? It says paying off the car. Oh, the car. So, so maybe I it's mean, your maybe, car. Yeah, maybe it's your car. Maybe it's not. Even if it's not, man... Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fucking take the bus. I think that that would be the best thing for you is to just get out of that town. Mm -hmm. Even if it's three towns away, it doesn't matter. Get out of that town. Get out of that town. And you know what? You've got a lot of options because it sounds like there's not a whole lot tying you to this place. Yes, you will lose your friends when you graduate high school. Happens to everybody. Everybody. Everybody, when we graduate high school, we all lose friends. And they're people that are extremely close and extremely important to us. But you know what? You stay in touch with them. Right now, it is easier than ever to stay in touch with your friends. You know, like, it's a fucking, it's a snap to stay in touch with people. Sure, you won't see them all the time, but you need to get the fuck out of there. And I'm not going to tell you to, you know, man up or any of that bullshit or tell you that you're a brat or anything like that's not helpful to hear that. And it's not helpful to say that. Also, they're just jealous of your opportunity. You have to remember, it's like it's a weird thing that I feel like, especially when it sounds like where your family's coming from, of that where they hold it over your head Hmm. with the money so that you stay in that town because then they'll pay for it. And the way that they talk to you is that. You know, unfortunately, I feel like I don't know if they grew up in that town and they've been there their entire lives that I don't know exactly this in your case. But unfortunately, sometimes parents keep you down because they never had the opportunity to do what they wanted to do. It's like the generational difference. I feel like that that is something that our generation does have to struggle with sometimes because, well, depending on how old your parents are, that they never had the opportunities that you could have. That's why you just got to fucking, you get out that shovel, man, and you dig your own way out of that town. Fuck yeah. You know, and it's like even, or it's like if you do go to, like if you're already into the school, go there for a year, transfer. Yeah. You know, like see how that goes and transfer. There's always an opportunity for change, but you have to make your own change. You have to. And as far as getting along with your family better, I think, you know, I think you could use a couple of words of advice. And because, like I said, like you remind me so fucking much of myself at that age. Uh, as far as getting along with your family, like I was an opinionated little prick when I was 17 as well. Uh, I could not keep my mouth shut, my mouth got me in trouble. All the time. It caused fights with my family. It caused rifts between me and a ton of friends. But eventually, I learned to shut the fuck up. And what helped me learn how to do that is that I started asking myself, like, I had to think before I speak. I started asking myself, is this worth saying? Is what I'm about to say right now, is this worth saying? Will this make the conversation or the world any better if I say this shit? Will anything be made better in my life or in this other person's life if I spout off this bullshit that I'm about to say right now? And most of the time, the answer is no. Most of the time, it just causes rifts and it causes fights. And I understand, you know, at 17, it's really hard to keep uh, your mouth shut. 
Uh, it well, took me about arguing over things that it's like, why are we arguing about this? Yeah. There, there's no reason. It's also it just wastes your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wastes your time. It wastes your energy, energy that could be spent uh, trying to get the fuck out of there. And as far as your grandfather goes with the evil T-shirts, you know what? When you go and visit your grandfather, just wear a different T-shirt. Yeah, you can do that. Just like <laughs> choose to wear, like, he's old. He's old. He's old. That's just the way it's going to be. That's the way old people are. Just wear a different fucking t-shirt. And I, and I know what it is because I had the same thing. I, I think a lot of times when you're that age, uh, and you think like, well, this is just who I am, man. This is just who I am. It's like, no, that's the clothes you wear. You are not your clothes. You yeah, are, just change your shirt. Just change your shirt. It's, <laughs> it's and then a, also because that's another thing. It's like, thing why? cause a fight when you don't have to as opposed to being like exactly like like saying that this is who I am like this is my beliefs it's like there that is not worth any kind of fight or negative energy Mm-mm. nothing that you wear nothing that it's like when you are arguing about like you know who's better fucking Justin Timberlake or Kanye <laughs> like who cares about what you th- like it's not going to change anything yeah. you're not going to change someone else's opinion just Put on a, a plain shirt. Yeah. It's a black shirt. On, you got black shirt. That'll be fine. You just <laughs> love bra. And, you know, it, saying that, you know, he doesn't like your skateboard and he doesn't like your long hair, that doesn't mean he doesn't like you. No. That just means he's an old man. He's an old man. He's just, yeah, he's just old men don't like skateboarding. Old men don't like long hair. Old men don't like the misfits. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just the way of the world. There's just, I think what you need to accept is I think you need to, I think you have a very, uh, you sound like an idealist. You sound like you have an idea of the way the world should be, and you have an idea of the way you want the world to be. And I think that's just something that a lot of us have had to get over in, uh, when, as you get older. It's like, because you see the world, it's like the world should be this way. Why isn't the world this way? And because the world isn't this way, I'm going to be pissed off at the world, and I'm going to cause conflict wherever I go. You just have to try to see the world for how it is. Uh, And how it is right now is that you have options. You have ways out. You have ways to make your life better. And as far as the, I mean, as far as like listening to sad music, yes, I get it, man. Feeling sad and feeling sorry for yourself, it feels great it does in the feel, worst it way really possible. does <laughs> and that's something that unfortunately just doesn't change that's not yeah. like a, i still do that i definitely yeah. still do that. i still yeah of course like we've we've all sat down and put on our headphones like, i feel it's kind of funny i feel it's kind of <laughs> the dreams in which i'm dying, dying all of the best i've ever had we've all sat down and listened to that song <laughs> <laughs> I used to fucking listen to that song on repeat. Over and over again. <laughs> just thinking like, yeah, it fucking gets You're right. Me, yeah. You're right. The world is wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm going to go watch Donnie Darko again. Oh, man. Uh, he w- Jake Gyllenhaal was really hot in that movie. Yeah, he, he, was, he was great in it. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was a real good movie. Uh, but feeling sorry for yourself and, and feeling sad, yeah, it, it's a comforting place. And the reason why it feels good and the reason why it's comforting is because it is the easiest thing you can possibly do. Feeling sad and feeling sorry for yourself, there is nothing easier in this world to do. And feeling depressed, because it doesn't sound like 
you're really depressed. It doesn't sound like that you're no, It sounds suffering. like you're going through a shitty time, though. Yeah, like, it I mean, sounds definitely. Like you're, you're definitely going through a really shitty time, but it's a shitty time that you can get through yourself. And also, it's like we're challenging you. Exactly. That's It's an easy thing to feel sorry for yourself. We're challenging you to take the hard way out yeah. here. To get out of there, to take, to go to a different school, pay for yourself, and to pick yourself up by your sad britches and just say... Fuck you, mom and dad. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Which is what you're already doing every other way. Fuck the money. Yeah. Who cares, man? Take care of yourself. Yeah, take care of yourself. It's scary and it's hard, but it's what you need to do. It's the only way you're going to be happy. And it's the only way you're ever going to learn how to do it, too. Yeah. It's just sucking it up and being like, I'm going to do this the way I need to do it. Yeah. Suck it up and do it. You can do this. Oh, you can absolutely do this. Anyone can do this. Like this is something that I mean, it sounds like you have you have the necessary skills uh, to do what you want to do in life. And the necessary skills are getting a loan, going to school, getting a job to support yourself as you're going through school. It's hard, but it's not impossible. And especially you want to be a nurse. You want to take care of people. Yeah. You have to show to yourself that you're able to take care of yourself and deal with these difficult external factors because you can rise above it. Mm -hmm. That's what your job is going to be for the rest of your life is to take care of people that don't know what's good for them. Mm -hmm. And you need to know what's good for you if you're going to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to be that sad fucker who lives his entire life in Utica. Yeah. Utica. God, it just sounds awful. Well, it sounds like a UTI. (laughs) But I imagine it's very cold. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's upstate New York. It's, uh, I think it's around Buffalo. And Dude, all- I think, where is it? University of Miami that has that amazing nursing program. FSU is a pretty good. I mean, if you want to go south, baby. Yeah, if you, you want to go come on down to out. Florida. <laughs> and man, it will be very different from Utica, but it is a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so many other, especially nursing, you could go anywhere, man. God, so many different nursing schools all throughout the nation. Yeah, you don't even, you know, and yeah, maybe it'd be a good idea to get out of upstate. It's too fucking cold up there. Uh, it's. I mean, I don't know if it's pretty or not. Doesn't sound pretty. Utica I'm sure sound, it's pretty. Utica sounds like the ugliest town on earth. Marcus, I'm sure it's pretty. We don't need to make fun of his town. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Of course. But maybe making fun of it will get his ass out of yeah, there. Yeah, man, get out of there. Yeah. And, you know, it's like your parents telling you that you'll never get married or have kids. You know, like that's, you know, that's... Uh, and. No, no. And people have said, you know, they also said that same thing about me. That, you know, I am I would be the bachelor for the rest of my life. And that I'd never get married or have a lasting relationship or anything like that. But why would you say that to anyone? I don't know. There's no reason to ever say They don't know yeah. what goes on inside your head. It's no. just because you only have a few friends. It doesn't mean you're not going to go get laid the second you go get to college. Exactly. If you want, because, I mean, we've talked about that before, too. It's like, that has nothing to do, you know... You just got to get out of your shell. You're 17. How can you possibly look at a 17-year-old and be like, you, man, ooh, lonely for life. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. So, like, I definitely seemed that way when I was in high school as well. Yeah. You know, it's just, fuck that. Uh, all of that, like, all those opinions. You don't need, just get, make your own opinions. Yeah, make your own opinions, do your own thing. You know, and stop, taper off the sad music. 
just taper, start tapering yeah. it off, you know. And if you're making yourself cry, it's I think it's because you just want to feel something. Yeah, and I think that you're you're miserable and you're bored, and you just want to feel something, which is why you're inducing these fucking crying jags. Uh, and it's useless. All of this stuff is useless. What you need to do is pick yourself up and get your ass out of there. Get out from under your parents' wing. Get out from under all of that bullshit. Doesn't mean you have to cut them off completely. No. Of course not. You know why? Because if you cut them off, you'll never be able to show them that you can do it on your own. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Yankee Doodle went to nursing school. <laughs> all right. I think that'll be it for today. Thank you so much for everyone who wrote in. We'll be getting, of course, we'll be getting to our uh, Canadian girl and our other English girl uh, next week. If you have any letters, write us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com, and we will answer your letters as soon as we possibly can. And please, with Rupert and Yankee Doodle, please let us know how it goes, man. Yes. We would like to hear back from you guys. Follow up. Definitely follow up. All right. Bye. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.